AskADesignerAnything.com Hello, I'm Craig and welcome to Ask A Designer Anything, episode 20. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today's question comes from Sean, so thanks a lot, Sean, for this question. His original question was, what's the best route into industry for newbies? Those were his exact words, but I've tweaked that question slightly. I hope you don't mind, Sean, for it to be, how do I become a designer? Because I think that's a better question to answer. Now, I know this podcast is not particularly targeted at design uh, students and people like that. It's more designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs and things like that. But I think this is always an interesting question to answer on how someone gets into an industry and how someone becomes a designer. So let's get started. The first thing you need to learn as a design student, and if you want to become a designer, is learn intimately your style of learning. And what I mean by that is learn the best way of you learning things. Some people learn by listening to podcasts like this one. Some people learn by watching videos. Some people learn by reading. And it's good for you to know before you even go to a university degree or anything like that, that you know how to learn. Because as, as a designer, particularly as a modern designer now, they, you've got to know so many things. The industry is changing so fast. Technologies are changing so quickly. You need to be learning new things so quickly that it's really important that you learn the way to learn these new things as quickly as possible. So spend some time when you're thinking about becoming a designer on learning how to learn. This is something that universities often teach you. But if you can get a head start on it before you start a university, you'll be miles ahead of everybody else that's already there. One thing that young designers don't often realize about experienced designers is that designers are, are generally curious about everything. That's usually why you start to become a designer, because you're curious about everything. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure if that is actually the reason why you become a designer, but I have noticed the best designers are always really curious people, and they're interested in all sorts of stuff. So based on that, I also recommend that you start reading books about anything you can find, particularly, this is not just a designer thing, this is anybody who wants to be successful in business or in marketing or, or whatever, start reading books about success, start reading books about psychology, about body language, about marketing, about buying habits and all that kind of thing and keep reading those things and keep finding new books. It's really important to read things like that to develop your knowledge into a more rounded sense of knowledge rather than just about design. As a designer, you're going to be doing lots of things. You're going to be selling yourself a lot of the time. You're going to be doing things like um, in meetings, you're going to have to sell your personality. You're going to have to sell your business. You're going to have to sell your work more than anything else. And it's really important you learn how to do that effectively through reading psychology books and body language and learning about how other people have approached these problems as well is really good. So reading books like that, I think is really important. I'm going to put a list in the show notes of some of my favorite books around those topics I've just spoken about, and I urge you to check them out and start reading them as soon as you can. I'm going to say something quite controversial now, and I believe as a designer, if you want to become a designer, you need to go on a university course, or maybe not new, strictly a university course, but a higher education level of course. So an FDA in Britain, an FDA, a H&D, or a degree course. The reason for that is because as a designer, as I kind of alluded to in the last part of this, as a designer, 
it's such a small part of your job, actually being a good designer. You need to also be able to, once you've completed that design work, be able to sell it to a client. And often, depending on how you sell it to a client, is how the end result turns out. You could produce the best design work in the world, but if you've not got the confidence to sell it to a client, it usually gets um, watered down in some fashion, or they start suggesting things that you know aren't correct, but you haven't got the confidence to tell them that it's wrong. And so a big part of that, particularly a university course or an FDA level course, would be teaching you all those kind of things, teaching you the soft skills, teaching you to be able to present to people is is also really important. And all those things you only really get from a university course. If you go to Treehouse or something like that to learn to be a designer, you're going to learn Photoshop and you're going to learn Illustrator and things like that, but you're not going to have the whole round skills that you need to be a successful designer and not just a designer or a Photoshop monkey. Now on university courses, and people who know me would have seen this plug coming from a mile away, I really recommend the course that I learnt on and several of my directors at Genius Division learnt on as well. It's FDA in web design at Wayfield College. It's a brilliant course. It teaches you how to be a complete designer, just as I've been talking about, and it produces 100% employable designers. It's a brilliant course. So if you are listening to this and thinking of becoming a designer, please, please, please go check that course out. Kind of linked into the confidence thing is something that a lot of young designers, and really, to be honest, a lot of young people these days forget about, and it's networking. Networking is so, so important. Becoming a designer and becoming many other things in life, not just designers, but it's so important to know other designers that are already out in the industry that could potentially become your employer after you've finished your course and after you've learnt how to be a designer. So it's really important that you network. That means putting a professional image out there on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn and things like that. Maybe keeping a blog. It's important that you've got a website showing your latest work, all these kind of things. And then make sure you connect to designers and people who are going to hire people like you when you finish your course. And then if you can manage the confidence to do it, and I really recommend you do, find local creative events and go to those as well. Um, Take a mate along who's on your course with you and you'll learn tons of those kind of things. But the most, the biggest thing about it is you'll network with people. The creative and digital sector is exploding right now and people need designers left, right and center. And the hardest thing that people who need to hire designers find is finding those people. So if you can put yourself out there and put yourself forward before you're even ready to take a job, you're going to be remembered as long as you keep in touch with them and become friends with them. So network, network, network. It's really, really important to securing a job once you've completed your training to be a designer. One final thing that occurred to me just now while I was recording this podcast that I did when I was learning to be a designer, and I've only really understood the relevance of it right now as I'm recording this podcast and trying to come up with some really good tips on how to become a designer, and that's always aspire to be a top class top flight designer. And the reason I say that or how to achieve that is when I when I was learning to be a designer, I only ever looked at amazing design work. I only looked at creative review. I only looked at high-end blogs on the internet. 
and I was looking at all the best work in the world in terms of design. And I always used to say to myself, I want to produce work like that. I always surrounded myself with amazing design work and never with mediocre work. So when it, when I came out, came out of the other end of the course, I knew what kind of work that I really wanted to produce. Obviously, I couldn't produce it at that point. I wasn't good enough, but I always had that image in my mind and my vi- that vision in my mind that I wanted to produce work that I've seen in Creative Review. I wanted to produce work that I've seen on Under Considerations, brand new blog, and It's Nice That, and things like that. And it's really important that you hold that vision in your mind when you're becoming a designer, that you only want to produce top-class, top-flight design work, because if you don't, you'll settle for mediocrity and you won't keep pushing yourself to improve your skills and to find different ways to produce better work as a designer. If you're looking to become a designer, I hope you found that advice useful. A lot of that advice I said in there, to be honest, applies for a lot of industries and not just being a designer, to be honest. It can apply to being a developer. It can apply, some of it at least, can apply to becoming a lawyer or something like that. Now, I know that's not the usual kind of content I put out on my podcast, but I did really want to address that point. So thanks so much, Sean, for giving me that question. I'm here every single day answering questions just like this one or or not just like this one. <laughs> uh, so if you've got a burning question you'd like me to answer about any topic across design, websites, marketing, business, technology, all that kind of stuff, go over to my website. It's askadesigneranything.com or you can find me on Twitter and I'm just Craig Burgess, all one word. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please go over to iTunes and drop me a review. I'd really appreciate that. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Ask a Designer Anything.